Who inspired Thomas Jefferson? Voice cast, authored and read by Maya Sonnet Lemkis. As an episode of the Spacesuit in the Flesh, officially published podcast show for the Hawaii Institute of Universal Declaration of Human Rights, Honolulu, 12-12-2023. Who was Thomas Jefferson? The author of Freedom Inspired by Crafting the Declaration of Independence. John Locke, the Virginia Declaration of Rights, and his own drafts of the Virginia Constitution are just some of the contemporary documents he used during his two weeks of writing at his desk. But the material the Founding Fathers, especially Jefferson's, used as discussion materials and insightful guides for the establishment of a just government is so, so much broader. The Founding Fathers looked to the Greek democracy, the, the Roman Republic representative system, the Bible, the French Louis Affair, implemented first in Britain. They looked to captains of Christian ships and their courts, chain of command and communication systems for crowd management insights. And to people like the famous Ulysses S. Grant, military officer later on, a president of the United States, military officer of the Union Army who allowed the Southerners to keep their horses to plow and one person a weapon for hunting for their families after they surrendered to his army. All of these historical experiments to attempt to create an ideal and just government and great historical figures are present in the Declaration of Independence in spirit. The 28 points at the end of the physical document of the Declaration of Independence demonstrating King George's III's dysfunctional governments is probably the most motivating list of sources inspiring change. These inspirations rooted in painful and liberating experiences gave a reason to our founders wanting to see changes implemented that reflected their values. As Thomas Jefferson writes, in 1776, the Declaration of Independence is a proclamation. In it, the 13 American colonies declared that they would no longer view themselves as members of the British Empire. But over time, many of its points have changed from a collective statement of the exclusive sovereignty to the United States to a nation defined by its citizens' shared values. It is majorly due to the evolving philosophical influences in the minds of the people and how they interpret the words 
within changing historical political context relevant to their times. The, the second paragraph of the Declaration says, We hold these truths to be self-evident. This statement strongly reveals that the source of conviction to establish the values incorporated in the following words of the Declaration, indisputable truths, automatic, and need no explanation, justification, or proof. During Jefferson's era, the European model of governments was monarchies. The authority for government by monarchy was known as the divine right of kings. In other words, the king of authority was based upon an authority bestowed upon the monarch by the divine or due to the God's intervention. Since God had chosen the monarch to be the king or queen, they were better or closer to God, and therefore acting with God-given authority to rule. Simply, according to the divine right of kings, the monarch had more powerful rights than the individual, and you were certainly not their equal. This document was provided by the Kirkpatrick Signature Series in 2023. We need to realize that while the Declaration of Independence was inspired by the Bible to overthrow monarchy, monarchy was inspired by the Bible too. In regard to the crowning of King David and the unjustified crowning of King Saul's rule, we need to be very careful about judging historical events out of their historical context and giving them absolute interpretations. Next, the Declaration states that all men are created equal. This concept originated in the European Enlightenment philosophy that emerged before the French Revolution of 1789 and it was already very alive in the minds of the contemporaries of 1776. In France, it caused political and societal changes, inspiring the entire then-known world to rethink their national governance. Originally, it meant that all races of mankind were equal, and not that every individual person is equal to another next to them. It was a rudimentary articulation of what later has become the 13th Amendment and Martin Luther King's message. Nonetheless, by the early 1800s, the statement of that all men are created equal became the leading thought inspiring individual equality and the irrevocable right of the individual for life freedom and pursuit of happiness where the so-called irrelevant considerations don't have the opportunity to cause injustice to the individual and here we need to give credit to Adler Mortimer for his w coiling the word irrelevant consideration 
irrelevant considerations in his work Six Great Ideas, the Domain of Justice, on page 190. Today, these irrelevant considerations are incorporated in the words of the Fifth and the Fourteenth Amendment of the Constitution against discrimination and can be read on every job application as well. Let's continue with the text of the Declaration, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. Unalienable rights means that it is inborn, given by God, and these thoughts were inspired by the Bible itself. It really is stating correctly, quoted from the Bible, to let every person be subject to the government authorities, Romans 13.1, meaning that nobody is above the law or an exception to the law not by rank or race, or by any other distinction. Those interpretations became two different statements, too, over the years. By unalienable rights, today we mostly rely on the United Nations interpretation in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights document, which refers to the rights of an individual person given to them by the right that they were born human, and it is an example of the Declaration of Human Rights is influencing the interpretation of the Declaration of Independence of the United States. Because over time, the understanding of the original words has changed, and the Declaration of Human Rights has a great significant role in that change. So let's remember that those two documents originally had meant two different things on this point. Let's follow for with the fourth quotation, that among these are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. These three points again clarified originally that the new country of the United States had the right to establish itself as a sovereign country and with all its operational functions to free trade and independence within its boundaries, its citizens held the shared values of respect for the life of the individual, liberty, or freedom to choose its political affiliations and citizenship activities, but also to pursue happiness in an authentic and innovative way, unique to themselves only. There we, here we encounter the influences of the philosophical ideology of existentialism, in addition to the earlier mentioned philosophy on enlightenment from the French Revolution. Going to the next phrase, that is to secure right, these rights, governments are instituted among men. This point so strongly relies on the lessons of the historical past generated by the Greek democratic experiment the Roman Republic experiment that taught us lessons on the representative system of a republic, but also on the lessons of the suppressive systems of ancient and feudalistic systems. Government had a new definition given during this period, learning from humanity's historical failures, establishing that the legislatures 
were too overcrowded by the many voices of representatives and a system had to be established by control them with respect to each other. Today it functions as administration, bureaucracy, government organizations. It was designed to control the chaotic nature of democracy. Democracy and republic are two different sides of the same coin and not to be debated as competing systems. Same thoughts continue in the next phrase, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Governments are established to protect and secure the rights of the people, coordinate the voices of the multitude, and that anyone elects elected to the office is empowered by the governed to protect democracy. Governments are powerhouses of making democracy an organized mess. Without democracy, the government becomes dictatorship of any entity or even one person. But also without a, a governmental organization, democracy is dysfunctional. In the final phrase of the second chapter of the Declaration really brings this home in its statement that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. This statement speaks for itself and its implementation may result in riots, political mayhem, civil chaos, but to overthrow its own government is the right of the governed people, its citizens. In conclusion, let me express the immense emotions the Declaration of United States of Independence evokes inside me, and I am an immigrant. I did choose the United States proudly to be my future country I approve of, and therefore one would consider my love for this document is natural. But I sense that to be born and raised as an American citizen would include nuances of emotion I probably missed out on and will never experience. Nonetheless, I am inspired by and touched by Madame Eleanor Roosevelt. Not much talked about initiative of using this iconic document as a major inspiration in the writing of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And the three objectives of right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness became the 30 articles of fundamental universal human rights acknowledged by the United Nations. I highly recommend anyone listening to this podcast to read those 30 articles to themselves and raise relevant questions contemplated according to their own philosophical mindset. 
words and explain in their own words what it truly means to be a human being and why we are all here today and not just some of us. Thank you for listening. My Sonette Lapkis from Honolulu, Hawaii. Aloha.